Welcome to the Salted Podcast, where we are translating and transforming our view of politics, pop culture, and personal preference. In this episode, part two on our series in transhumanism, where we discuss augmented reality. How do we, as Jesus followers, allow technology to mediate our engagement with reality? Let's get salty. Welcome to the Salted Podcast. My name is Yon. This is Dan. In this episode, episode number 35, we are talking about augmented reality. So get your Google glasses out and your Pokemon Go whilst you listen to this for the full <laughs> Salted experience. Pokemon Go. Yes. Is that still a thing? I don't know. Is it? I don't I, from know. From what I understand it is. Yeah, I remember when it was all the rage for a week. Yeah, when it first came out, was, we started off strong. This is not a podcast on Pokemon Go. <laughs> That's true. But um, yeah, I did dabble in Pokemon Go. And some people knew that North Central Church was like a... That's right. In the parking lot, we'd have random people showing up yeah. in the parking lot. Like, what are they doing? We were like, thank you, God. Yeah, thank you, yeah, Lord. They're here. Oh, Your never spirit mind. led them here. <laughs> no, never mind. Pokemon led them here. So, uh, yes, part number two of our three-part series on transhumanism, which is the topic of the top of everyone's conversational list. Everywhere I go, everyone's talking about transhumanism. Or not. Or, or which not. Is not. or not. Not necessarily true. But... This is proactive. Yes. This is actually maybe something... That could have been done on devices years yeah. and years ago, anticipating that families were going to be uh, in conflict and completely um, consumed with trying to figure out how do we manage the devices with our kids, with yeah. ourselves, screen time. And really, we, we mentioned this last episode, but it could probably be uh, worth repeating, Yon, that if you... If we thought we had issues managing that, yeah, the coming transhumanism, uh, augmented reality, virtual reality, uploading our consciousness, identities on—I mean, uh, digital identities and whatever—that's uh, gonna. I think it's gonna make what we just have went through with devices seem um, minimal. Yes, it is a. It feels like a quick descent technologically in terms of the advancements, but it also feels like a slow slide when it comes to the philosophical and the worldviews in which we make the paradigms, which we are making decisions on how much of this stuff we engage. And if we don't talk about it now, we're going to wake up 10 or 15 years from now and say, wait a minute, yeah. how did we get here? Digital identities is very, it very much reminds me of the frog in the kettle, right? The frog is in the kettle. Right. You start with no burn, slowly lift the, raise the temperature and the frog is cooked in the kettle because it was a slow rise of temperature, whereas if the frog jumps in a boiling kettle of water, it yep. it, it, it scrambles to yep. save itself, right? Yep. So that's kind of what we're dealing with here when we talk about, um, I think, our digital identities and um, devices and yep. electronics and stuff. Yep. And so we are on part two, like I said, of overall transhumanism. Now we're into augmented reality. And... Um, I think we joked about Pokemon Go. We joke about Google Glasses. Um, maybe you've ever been on Amazon or like a, a bought a piece of furniture online, and you can take a you can like position it through your camera. You can see yeah. what it looks like in your home. You are participating in uh, you are a you may be a transhumanist, and you didn't yeah. know it. <laughs> you, um, what about all this fashion stuff too? I mean, I've noticed that you can try on your glasses with a photo of yourself, yeah. and yeah. and. Yeah. Uh, 
and uh, literally shop a gallery, a, a, a frames gallery to, to pick out your, I mean, yep. that's I said, just yeah, the yeah. beginning. I sent a video to my daughter on my iPhone as a little message, and I was drawing hearts and smiley faces on the video. Mm. I've, I've, I've presented, and she's going to, her little brain's going to be like, wait a minute, yeah. where are those flashing yeah. light hearts things, and why are they floating around dad's head? Um, but these are these are augmented reality, and these are some of the, the entry-level ones. But we, as we always do here on Salted, we, we want to talk about the worldview and the principles and how do we live as gospel-centered people uh, in this arena of ideas specific to how does it play out in the way that we engage the transhumanist uh, ideology or worldview and see how these worldviews are driving some of the things that, we are, that we're experiencing in, in our modern-day 21st century world. And we want to give you just a real quick reminder. If you haven't listened to the the episode uh, thirty four, go listen to that because that's a, do that before you finish this one. Um, but we'll give you a quick a quick reminder of what we're talking about when we talk about transhumanism, and then we'll talk specifically about this augmented reality. And so, um, transhumanism is a here's your textbook definition: the philosophical and intellectual movement which advocates the enhancement of the human condition by developing and making widely available sophisticated technologies that can greatly enhance longevity and cognition it's enhancement it is electronic right uh enhancement of the human condition right so the yes exactly the critical components are it's a philosophical and intellectual movement mm. so there is so that's the world wow. component um it is the enhancement of the human condition through sophisticated technologies and the, wow. the goal is to enhance longevity and cognition you know what I'm. You know what it makes me think of, Yon, is that this just isn't. People are developing advanced technology that we may or may not use. It's an. It's a movement. It's a. Sure. It's a yeah. worldview, that says we can invent, create, kind of develop, uh, technology, machinery, whatever, that changes or or uh, enhances right. the human existence. Yep. So it's it's on purpose. It's not like oh here's some cool gadgets that'll help you. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, and there's three kind of main. Big, there's three big buckets of this sophisticated technology. It's genetic engineering, mm-hmm. it's artificial intelligence, and it's cybernetic enhancements, which is kind of that's what, what I would we're pick. Talk about. Yeah, that I would sounds pick that, the coolest. Yeah. Um, and we, in our last episode, we talked about morphological um, freedom, which was the first part of our uh, of, a, of a of a spectrum of moving from okay, if I'm a transhumanist in the transhumanist worldview, there's a there's like a three part step to kind of get there. The first one was we talked about last episode. So it was morphological freedom. And um, it's funny because at the end of it, our personal preferences, we both chose something <clears throat> relatively lame. You chose making yourself taller. I chose I think, having hair. Um, yeah, but in the spectrum of in the, in the spectrum listen, of listen, morphological changes I, you I can do to think, your body. I think I, I bristle at the idea that you told the whole, all of our listeners that my preference was lame. I'm, it was, if you want to <laughs> tell them or admit that yours is lame, fine. I don't think mine was lame. Okay, well, so in the spectrum of things that we could have changed about ourselves, that's your opinion. A, yeah. That's your opinion. Um, so we are on. So there's a again that progression. Morphological freedom. We're on part number two is augmented reality. So morphological freedom is the freedom to change our bodies. Augmented reality is the hybrid or the cyborg, which I always think is the fun stuff to talk yeah. about. And then the third one is a mind upload. So discarding our physical bodies as we upload our consciousness. So that'll be next episode. Good grief. And so. With that, we are in the augmented reality yeah. uh, step or progression. Um, and so 
some people describe these, like we just said, is like we're in, this is the element where we talk about hybrids and or cyborgs. And so we go, we kind of go beyond, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't consider myself a cyborg because I'm looking through my phone and trying to find a, a Pikachu, right? Right, and, and, right, right. Um, but <laughs> one of the things that um, the worldview of morphological freedom leads to is, is, is the idea that if we, if we can, if we have the right to morphologically, morphologically change, change our bodies as much as we want, uh, then we can take advantage of that technology in any way we wish. And um, how do we start beginning to merge with technology um, beyond mm. holding a device in my hand right. and viewing the world through a, a computer screen. Um, and this leads to augmented reality, which is the technological connection that mediates reality, uh, mediates your engagement with reality, our mm. engagement with reality. Um, and there's a couple of tech, I mean, there's a, if you want a definition of augment, and lots of people I think hear about virtual reality. I think that's yeah, pretty yeah. VR, the VR world, yep. right? Um, the metaverse. There's and some, stuff. and obviously it's, it's, it's a huge on those Instagram reels, people with those VR yep. uh, headsets on. Yep. And then they instantly, I mean, they're, they're fascinating. It actually illustrates, I think what we're talking about, which is their reality is manipulated so dramatically with these headsets on that they're running through walls and punch. I mean, I just saw one recently where the, the mom is doing a punch out game and as soon as the game starts, she she just pops her kid right in the face. Right. Doesn't realize it necessarily right. as it's happening because her her reality has been augmented dramatically, right. or it's a virtual. Yeah. Reality. And that's a good that's a good dif, uh, highlight of the differentiation between virtual reality and augmented reality. Mm. So virtual reality, you you're entirely you in you're in an, you're in a new yeah. virtual world. Gotcha. In augmented reality, it is the layering and the combination yeah. of the real world and computer generated gotcha. content. Yep, yep. So I think that's an important distinction when we think of augmented reality. And I think there's there's a couple things that they want to that that um So that's like filters and stuff, you own? Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a company that called Engine Creative and they're trying to sell augmented reality to as a product for marketing and stuff. And they simply describe this is their tagline on their website. It says augmented reality. It's like real life but better. <laughs> So that gives you a short little synopsis on what we're talking about. My God. And yeah, it's a seamless weaving of the physical world um, and in and and the technological world. Um, It's all five senses. You can you kind of the goal is to get all five senses, not just seeing things, but the. I mean, if you get deep in the AR stuff, you're you're talking about touch and smell and taste. Um, It's it's. you know, it, it's the overlaying, it's it's the layering on of all these technological things on top of the way in which we engage right. with our reality. So, um, and so there's, there's, there's two different ways you can do it. You can be constructive. Those, they would say there's a constructive virtual reality or augmented reality in that you're adding things to the existing world. So you're, you're highlighting things that you can interact with or the destructive in that you are blocking out mm-hmm. and eliminating things yeah. that you can interact with. Yeah. Um, and so that's yeah. kind of, we'll talk about that in uh, kind of near the end in terms yeah. of like, why is this a good thing or a bad thing sure. when it comes to actually doing it? Um, and again, it's very different than virtual reality, but um, the question, why this is a big deal for us is, you know, the question is like, what is reality and how should we, how, how far should we go in removing the unpleasant parts yeah. of it or enhancing and adding even more pleasurable uh, and um, and beneficial things as opposed to the way we are currently right. existing. I mean, reality. we're doing that in a lot of ways anyway, aren't we? Uh, aren't we? Aren't we um, removing unpleasant elements of our reality? Yeah. Um, is it? Am I wrong in saying that 
in a lot of ways, our morphological freedom has been expressed by augmenting our reality with the technology of braces, right? To, I got yeah. this gap in my front teeth, and uh, I never until recently ever thought about, what if I brace this up and closed it, right? right. Would yeah. that be using technology to augment, or, or is augmented reality adding an ongoing technology to enhance? Yeah. And in that case, isn't that like what our cars are doing as we're adding technology to what we see in our windshield and what we see on our phones while we're driving. And yeah, I think it's the, um, you know, in terms of the braces, it's, you're not, you know, I, there is a difference of combining. So there's, you know, the interesting part of saying, do you, is it the combination of reality and technology or is it the mediation? The yeah, technology right. is the thing that mediates the way in which you, and I think that's one of the having braces on is a little bit, you know, you're straightening your teeth, but that's a little different than, saying um i'm going to um i'm going to put new i'm going to put dentures in mm-hmm. right because the idea you know it does does it dramatically change your life it, it mm-hmm. there is a, like the spectrum of if i do something to my body and i change it i'm it's changing the way i live it's kind of changing yeah. me in subtle ways or that's maybe, a really small one yeah or maybe maybe it's the maybe it's it's kind of like anytime i have this filter on my phone and anytime my image is trans transmitted, it automatically fixes my teeth. Right. Yeah. T- yeah. That's yeah. or makes me taller. Yeah. Right. Or, yeah. So yeah. or it, you're on a you're on a FaceTime call and it's like suddenly your teeth are straight. Right. And you're like, right. wait a minute. This yeah. person. So that this person's be, interacting with the reality. It's mediating the reality gotcha. of your teeth. Right? Yeah. So that's augmenting the reality. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. So, you know, maybe uh, your the the your glasses, you need them. So you've, you've had the morphological freedom to say, I'm going to add some technology to my body to enhance my life. But the augmented reality is, uh, perhaps, um, the projection of my image anytime digitally glasses and braces, fixed teeth, and I'm taller and slimmer and, you know, yeah, got it. And there's good, there's good uses. We don't want to portray us to say there's only augmented reality is all bad or it's a danger. It's, um, but there's there's things that people are being are using it for really beneficial. Like if you are for medical students, they put an, an augmented reality headset on, and they can essentially look at the human anatomy mm. and see inside of a human being with right. like without seeing inside of the human being. Yeah. You can like move things around and kind of see how things are going. And yep. um, you that's can, true. Um, there's repair and maintenance of complex machines is something that they're doing. Uh, where MRI machines and other very complex yeah. things where you can get in there and it'll actually give you like little warnings and say, here's a recommendation to fix this if it sees something. And so but you don't have to buy any furniture that doesn't fit in your home. Anymore. Exactly. You, and it's, if you do, it's your fault. Yeah. And Cause Amazon, you can, uh, yeah. you can uh, take a picture of your room and fit your, uh, your Amazon furniture yeah. in the room. Yep. Yeah. This is one of the cool things like tourism. If I will go to ancient Rome, you can see ruins of ancient Rome, hmm. or you go to ancient Egypt, you can see ruins. But if you have an augmented reality headset or something, you can walk around oh. and see what, in reality, you're interacting with the physical space that you're in, but you're looking and you're seeing the way in which it was. Yeah. Um, so I'm suddenly all for this. Yeah. It, I mean, I there, there, again, that's <laughs> there's lots of <laughs> really could, cool things to do with it. You talk me into it. Exactly. <laughs> and you build, you build on top of that uh, the way to educate people and all right. sorts of things. It's pretty, there are lots of opportunities. Um, there's a, I mean, the question then becomes is, okay, well, what, you know, is it a, is it something that we want to embrace? Um, and there's, there's other levels that you might say, well, this may not be the best idea. Um, for example, an idea of augmented reality is the, um, is, um, scientists who experiment with monkeys who don't have, who, who are, have a chip implanted in their brain. So they've injected technology and, 
that chip allows is connected to their it allows them to control a robotic arm. Mm. So they're actually doing this, and so you're like, okay, well, that's a that is augmented reality, and that I've injected technology into a monkey, and the monkey can now operate, uh, uh, engage reality. Uh, with something that's technological that they would not mm. have been able to do before. Now they can throw a killer curveball. Now, exactly. You can, <laughs> I mean, you can. You don't need to go pay guys millions of dollars <laughs> to get one monkey to throw a ball with a robotic arm. <laughs> there's no rule against that, is there? In I baseball? don't. That's a good question. I don't know. See, even so you're welcome, MLB. Even all the sports teams need to consider all this stuff. Um, I'm not above it. Yeah, for my Yankees. Yeah, but the question then becomes: It's like, okay, that if that happens, and when we do that, I think one of the things is that when you get to that level, if you think of ourselves as you know doing things like, um, like I'm going to put an artificial heart or organs in my body because when I get shot in the space, my natural organs can't handle the G pressure, so I need mm-hmm. to put artificials, and so I've I've augmented my reality that I can experience reality in a different way because of technology. It's, it's like, those are the questions of, okay, well, are those things like, does that sound something that we, do we want to give monkeys the ability to control robotic arms and, or what level of augmentation to our reality do we actually want to embrace mm. and what does it actually look like? And you can quickly see the slippery slope down yeah. into the, like the sci-fi world stuff of, um, of the of the books and movies yeah everything's cool until you're not in control of it anymore yes exactly um and so one of the things is that this kind of also plays out in the idea of a of a reality filter Mm. i mean we go about our i think we go about our day (laughs) again there's lots of things that we like i mean if you go on social media you can mute people you can silence people you can block people and so you can say these are not people i want like this is these people are out there they're real life people i don't want to hear them i don't want them in my feed i don't care about them um but can you walk around and can you put a filter on it so that you it removes the things that you don't want to actually see or the things you don't want to engage with um Mm. you can walk around and you can say well uh this there's a you know i don't like seeing purple cars that really Mm. annoys me i'll just every time a purple car comes on i'll just put a little filter up and i can't see it um and Mm. so how do you you would you would be walking around having preferences over your eyes and the technology mediates the way you interact with it only meets your preferences and, and it eliminates all of the things that you don't wow. want to interact with. Interesting. Um, so the question then, the, the big question for us as Christians is, you know, <laughs> these, the way that we, the way that these, um, these augmenting, the augmenta- augmenting of reality, it will dramatically change the way that we, who we are and how we live and our, even our identity in terms of humans, in terms of what does it mean to be human? How do we actually live uh, in a world? And how do we experience reality? Yeah, and, I, and I, my mind goes towards how quickly a lot of humanity, I think, Yon, will embrace this to just escape the uh, turmoil that reality, the, the raw reality has, right? And it's, it's interesting, too, that someone rather than continuing to kind of grind through facing and trying to fix reality right that the the in the world yep. how quick how easily and how appealing this would be to just say what if we can just augment it yeah right so never really have to deal with sure. uh, basically it's like I, I never have to deal with my leaky basement because in my augmented reality my basement is finished that's right it's yeah. beautiful yep. right and i have guests <laughs> over and whatever yep. uh and so I do think it's appealing to people that they're going to leave reality and augment at the very least augment it because reality is so harsh and hurtful. Yep. Yeah. The way that it is. Yep. 
And I think this is the, that's the exact perfect point of saying, well, when you think of this, some people just simply say you're combining reality with um, technology. Mm-hmm. I think the, uh, the more important part, I think the reality of it is, ironically using the word reality, is that it's the, the technology mediates your engagement with reality. How so? In what way? So like you, like you described, I can, I, I can, um, the technology is the, is the lens and the mediator between what's real and what's not real oh, for okay. me. So instead of it just being a combination, like, hey, we're going through life and we're using technology in our real oh. lives, it's an okay technology. I either, I either have the opportunity to self, like you said, self, um, self filter, say, I mm-hmm. want these things, but, or, or someone else filters them for me. Yeah. Someone who is, says, I want you to buy this or I want you, right. how do you, the second we engage in augmented reality, how do I, I mean, I, kind of get detached from like this objective truth and yeah. say what is it, like what does it mean to actually live in the real world the quote yeah. unquote real world so you're literally turning over reality to a machine or some kind of digitized whatever and it mediates what our reality right. is for yeah. us yeah yeah and and that's a i mean that's a big question we're already in the conversation on what's what's truth and what is there objective truth or is it all your truth and right. if you layer on this augmented reality there i mean just you can just have people who are you no longer believe your own eyes because you've turned your eyes off to all the stuff you don't want to sure. see. Um, so there's no objective truth. You can just go through life and, and not experience any of the, the miserable stuff. And you say, and like you said, I don't have to change anything. Be- I don't actually actually have to change anything in the world because I can just make it so in the way yeah. I, I view things. So, um, Wow. That's why I think this is going to be worse than anything that we've dealt with thus far relative to how devices and tech has invaded our our personal lives. Yeah. And it's a, and I don't think this is like the philosophical side of things, which it, when you think of the human going through life and experiencing difficulties and Andy Crouch has a book, a, a new, a new book on this, but like the shaping elements of going through life and engaging things that yeah. you don't like and right. the things that, that the realities of the world and yeah. how much they shape you. If you were, not only if you were to take those things away, but you were to add all these other in like, again, the example, what does it do to a monkey who has a brain implant that can now operate a robotic arm? Like that dramatically changes what we would hundreds of years of, of studying monkeys and saying, Mm -hmm. what's their behaviors and what do monkeys do? Well, now apparently you've just totally, you've changed the way everything about that monkey essentially. And so the same thing kind of exponentially for us as humans is it changes kind of who we are because we don't have to go through now. The thing is, what is that a good thing or a bad thing? Right. It's like it's like would we want a United States military that instead of being sent to boot camp is sent to vacation, right? Yeah. If, if they get yeah. sent to a beach house and a Verbo uh, property on the coastline, and they spend two or three months together right. drinking, um, you know, cocktails and and playing beach volleyball. Um, and they're avoiding all of the hardships of the past boot camps, you know, and that's our military or do we want the military to your point? Do we want the military who has been shaped by the hardship of boot camp? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, and that's kind of like the, the deep down, but underlying it all is for those of us, I think this is where the the rubber beats the road for Christians and why we kind of, we have to make a decision on, on, on how we're going to engage this stuff very soon in terms of what, what shapes us as human beings and yeah. essentially the journey that the sovereignty of God and the journey that we have. But, uh, but that's like, again, in a nutshell, that's what augmented reality is. It's built on the idea that I can change myself. Uh, humanity has the, has the innate ability and even sometimes obligation. It's the next step in evolution to change myself. And that, and that is the 
fusing of technology with reality yeah, and, and letting technology mediate the way in which I engage reality. And transhumanism, again, is the uh, philosophy that it ought to, that we ought to be Correct. moving in that direction. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And so that brings us to how much of a problem this is or can be for Christians right. with a Christian right. worldview. Because sometimes we're like, if you're listening, you're like, oh, that doesn't sound too bad. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Good. yeah, how fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then... You know, but the Christian worldview, of course, it's true, but it's also um, very uh, fluid. Uh, by fluid, I don't mean it changes its nature, but it it's able to answer any and every question that technology can throw at. Because obviously, if you turn to the Bible and say, what did God say about this topic? When you're looking for what he said about transhumanism, uh, you're going to... I'm gonna... pretty sure that's in... Numbers chapter 12. Yeah. And if it's not, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, so so the real question is whether we are sufficiently rooted in our Christian worldview. Can we look right. at the biblical worldview, and will, will that be firm enough and clear enough to help us filter what we're facing here, which is what do we do with transhumanism? In particular, what do we do with augmented reality? And, a, and if you're a salty Christian, you want to get in the ad flavor, see the world different, and provide a contrast to just the run-of-the-mill flow with the downstream current of culture, then you're, you're gonna, you may have concerns. Yeah. You may have concerns with the potential negative effects of augmented reality on relationships, human relationships, mm-hmm. and mental health, and obviously, eventually, personal privacy. Right. If, if your whole reality is being kind of transported and transmitted digitally. And then others in the Christian faith may be concerned about the ethical implications just around using technology to alter and manipulate one's perception of reality. God has created reality. How do we feel? Christians would say there, there may be some ethical issues just related to changing that reality, right. right? And yet there's more people that may see the potential for reaching the modern world with augmented reality. And then they say, and I think there's already a lot of church leaders and churches that do this, some of them well, probably some of them not as well, but they see augmented reality as a tool. This is a tool that ought to right. be used to reach people that we should be creating immersive experiences that are faith-based and right. people who are um, who are already augmenting their own reality the Christian community is already leveraging that tool to be there and mm. be a part of that. And so yeah. you could see how I think Christians can both have a concern, a very legit concern, but also uh, want to leverage it as a tool, which we have done in the church in ways that have been, for some generations, very tragic, the way that technology has <laughs> been leveraged in the church, right? Yeah. Um, and, and obviously some really, really good, serious and sincere disciples of Jesus would would potentially have some issues with the way technology is being used but and this is normally where we would say here in our podcast that really it'll depend on the specific context and how technology is being used and ultimately it's up to the individual Christian you got to decide for yourself at home how your technology is used how your devices are if they're used if right. you have one in home in the house that the kids use or that they're personally own or if you decide no TV no devices because we're not supposed to uh, infect our homes and our personal relationships and family life with technology. So this is the part where we normally say, well, it depends. Depending yeah, this case is a, by we, case. we get the wishy-washy part. Yes, right, yeah. right. <laughs> um, but like any tool that's been built, augmented reality is is harmless in some ways, but it's foolish not to consider how harmful it might be in other ways. Mm-hmm. It's foolish 
to say, you know, devices are a tool that help you explore the world, fill your mind with the knowledge of the world, and also at times provide some wholesome entertainment, and then hand one to your kid without any restrictions and foolishly ignore the fact that the whole world's pornography is in their pocket. Sure, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Or, or the um, potential... Uh, if you give them access to the, the way that you spend on their device, they could spend all your money, right. you yep. know, instantly. Yep. So uh, again, this is it, it's so so vital for us to uh, recognize that there are ways that it aren't just potentially harmful, but very very destructive in the life and flourishing of oneself, one's family, and in one's community. Right. So. Um, and you know, you think about the tools that we already use, we already use, um, to change our reality and in some ways are augmented in some ways they're harmless and sometimes they're not. Um, but that one of the main, there's a few problems I just wanted to mention, Yon, with the Christian, through the lens of the Christian faith. And, and one is the filter problem. Augmented reality provides, uh, filters where it's possible to filter out aspects of our world that we are designed by God to engage. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's start, and you mentioned this as what we're able to do with augmented reality, starting with people we don't like. Right. Starting with people that are our enemies, that Jesus says, pray for your enemies. Um, no, he said, filter and block your enemies. Yeah, filter, block, ignore, and demote them. Yes. Right, right. right. Shadow ban them. Yeah. So... There is a filter problem through the lens of the Christian worldview um, where some scholars, biblical scholars, are saying that it's obvious that one of the things that these filters will do is it will advance or it'll promote avoidance Mm. of people and realities that God has designed us and created us to engage with. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, A negative neighbor. Um, How about this? People who are in your home in your workplace or in your church who you disagree with politically. Right. Yeah. In an augmented reality, you already mentioned this, those are people that you will be able to filter. Yeah. I mean, get rid of them. Yeah. I mean, just imagine we talked about this on our, our homelessness uh, with Dan Seberg and imagine driving down the road and you come up to the intersection and you know, there's a person there that is standing right next to your car, panhandling, asking you for money. I mean, normally we don't like turn to them, give them a big smile and say, hey, how's it going? Normally we kind of look straight ahead. We don't want to like, but imagine a filter that allows you to yeah. like, no, just filter. I mean, you can do that now. You, your Google, your, and your, 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 your photo editing software, yep. like, oh, there's a, that's a big promotion. Oh, there's a random person that photo bombed yes. your, just take them out. Yeah. It's like, okay, well that's, we're not too far from saying, I'm just going to, every time I walk around, it's just going to eliminate the person yeah. from my view that I don't want to see. So I don't that feel uncomfortable. That's such a great point. I just saw this, I just saw this photo of a, a, a proposal, a wedding proposal, and somebody came up around basically on top of it and started taking all kinds of pictures of the wedding. Pro- they're in the photo of the proposal oh. taking photos. <laughs> And obviously now what they can do is they can take those photos and digitally they can remove that person out of that photo. Sure. But imagine being in real time. In real time, You yeah. could just filter out the annoying people that are in the in, in your worldview, right? Yeah, right? So I don't want to spend too much time on this, but the filter question is a real issue where 
Augmented reality could be used to create a reality that excludes some or all of the neighbors that we're called to love and serve, the people we don't agree with, the people we don't like, in some cases our enemies. Um, But generally, I think that the Christian worldview, people who are trying to salt the earth would not want to avoid and filter those people. They uh, they, They want what comes from engaging those people the 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 hardship and the and the struggle and the whatever that that, right. that comes through that yep, so yep. and then there's a master control problem so not just a filter problem but from the christian worldview there's a master control problem and and really quite simply it's augmented reality really does further promote this idea or this picture this vision and philosophy of grasping for control and mastery over our own world rather than and this is why this is a problem rather than living faithfully before God who is in control and he calls us to serve and he put us where he put us and he created what he created and the reality is his to control right. not ours yeah and right. the, and the uni- and the recognition that we are un- positioned uniquely by God in our exactly. specific situation in our reality to, exactly. to advance his kingdom. exactly yeah. not to filter block and, and right. um, so delete you, God I know you put me here but I'd rather not right. be here so. right and think of how many people would would probably go nuts filtering out their own families right yeah would <laughs> be amazing yep that would um, it's so, just a technological version of I'm not going to go to Thanksgiving <laughs> with my family. That's you know, like, true. How do I, it's like, that's uh, true. I'm not going to so, do that, so I'm just going to just push a button. And like, some oh, might yeah. say, this is better. I can actually participate, but also not right. have yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then there's another problem, too. Um, and it's the last problem I want to mention, Young, which is the immersive sin problem. Right? Sin is a problem already for the human race. Uh, but with this technology, we now see that augmented or virtual reality could make existing temptation dramatically, drastically more enticing and dangerous as it's now full immersion, right? You mm. think of the allure of sexual sin, um, the given its potential to immerse the senses, uh, I don't think I need to say much about that, but um, the level of addiction, the level of full whole body, mind, soul, immersion, and um, talk about casting off restraint and right. uh, the, the level of addiction to augment and and create a virtual reality in which all of your all of your life the minutes of your life are spent in a fantasy world that's been digitally manipulated and and, uh, the freedom to morph has given you the power really through technology has given you the power to to basically only live in the reality of a fantasy world right yeah So that that's um, and then of course along with that in the immersive sin problem is generated just the discontentment with regular reality, uh, with God God ordained right. and God created reality, yeah. the level of discontentment. Um, one um, in an interview with Rolling Stone, uh, uh, someone named Palmer Lucky admitted the inventor of Oculus. Yeah, yeah, uh, Palmer Lucky invented Oculus and and admitted the more time you spend in AR the grayer the real world gets right right and technology becomes problematic because it promises to make users bored with the real world that god has created bored with the real world in fact what was the name of that that marketing line it's like the real world world, better only better yeah yeah (laughs) so that's the that's uh, obviously discontentment sexual sin discontentment and then the in the immersion in isolation um, the increasing discontentment creates this uh, many people to live in in greater isolated seclusion and secluded from family and community. And a technology with the ability to erase physical borders certainly will likely build even more walls within within families. 
imagine it's one if, if you have a teenager and your teenager likes to slip away to their room imagine what happens to the family in terms of its isolation and seclusion when they're not only slipping away to their room but they're slipping out of their room into an augmented or virtual reality yeah. um, those those walls just start to to, to, yeah. to grow and that's an issue for a serious Christian who is following Jesus because of the the mission that the purpose and mission by which God has created us to be incarnational, to live like Jesus, as Jesus, among reality, real people. Right. And uh, let's be honest, incarnational living is challenging enough. Yeah, yeah. The irony of, of these technologies is how they promise to connect us, but in reality, I think most people would admit it, it helps us cr- drift apart. It helps us create these boundaries and walls and... Uh, Facebook, you know, we've got all these friends, but their business models to keep us on Facebook away yeah. from our friends. Yeah. yeah. Right? And the, the, I mean, the idea of being present is not just a Christian idea, but it's a, you know, it's, right. a, it's an, an all person's idea. And it's dang near impossible now when you're just looking at a screen. If you layer on top of that all sorts of augmented reality elements, the idea of being present in the moment exactly. is, is almost impossible. Yeah. And it's not hard to imagine that AR is prompting people to kind of seclude to kind of retreat into virtual world and in some cases abandoning their own family relationships certainly their friendships or real world responsibilities yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's hard to live incarnationally when you've abandoned yeah. the people that god has put around you as you as yeah. you said yeah i mean you i mean we're as pastors and we look and we say one of the biggest um detractors from people being disciple makers and living incarnationally is just consumerism in general is the american idea of, yeah and so when you i mean it, there's a whole bunch of companies like that um the company we mentioned who had that tagline, they're trying to sell AR to companies so that they can maximize their profits. And they want to, they, again, it's, they just want more eyeballs, more engagement, more clicks or whatever a click looks like in augmented reality. They're not concerned with your well being or no. the advancement of humanity and, and your, and your family. They just, they're interested in how do I get these people's eyeballs and on, not, on what we want them to see. Exactly. Not to mention to the degree in which you flourish in your family with your family and are healthy and engaged is the degree in which their business fails. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they can't let you do what you are, want to I do, know. what you need to do, because it, it fails their business. So let me, let me wrap this you know, with, with a quote. This comes from uh, an article called How to Prepare for the Metaverse, and this is a longish quote by Ian Harbour and Patrick Miller, but, but certainly, I think, uh, worth hearing. And, and it goes like this, as disciples of Jesus, we insist upon the goodness of our physical world and bodies. Adam's first, most fundamental job was to cultivate a garden, uh, like a real world garden. Jesus calls his followers to care for the sick, visit the lonely, lift up the downtrodden, and steward the environment. We know a virtual world created by publicly traded companies will never be more real or important than the world God created and called when he created it very good. Disciples of Jesus must resist constant digital connection to form communities where people intentionally disconnect from virtual reality to be present with others. Look them in the eye, give them a hug, and simply be with them. This will be countercultural in the best way. Great quote there from those guys. And I think what they're saying is the church is at its best when we realize our ability to offer, by contrast, presenting real goodness and real pleasure by radiating really uh, authenticity and right. genuine reality 
and and by doing that, exposing the world's counterfeit versions. Right. It feels like a. It's always the there's always if you watch any sci-fi futuristic show or movie, there's always a religious sect who is not engaging in the technological yes. enhancements and 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 cyborg stuff. It's like yeah, they always put that in there, but it's always like okay, well when we actually look to it and we talk about it, it's like well how do you be counterculture and what's the difference? Is that yeah. we have a God who created this this world and it, as bad as some of it right. is, we live in the reality of it and we live on incarnationally and that's the that's actually what lots of people are going to want eventually. They're, they, they're not going to be touching people <laughs> real. They're not going to get real hugs. They're not going to be connected to people in real life. It's all going to be. Yep. Um, the question is always then, will they, will people, are we just going to go with the Wally and just right. be in our, you know, just enjoy our <laughs> augmented reality and not have any desire for re- for real engagement? But exactly. I mean, one of these um, commentators um, made the point that, that really Christians, Christians, could be radiating with contrasting beauty of sex within marriage, godliness with contentment, and true biblical community, and that ought to radiate in sure. in our world. And 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 you're mentioning that in the sci-fi, there's always like a people group, a demographic that's kind of, in some way, they have uh, resisted yeah. all the technological advances. Yep. Aren't they always bland and uninteresting? Yeah, yeah. they're all like it's kind of like, like cultish. Yeah, we're yeah. like the same robe. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. It's so again, what's the projection there? That if you turn down progressive right. technological advancement, right, you are yep. choosing to to li- literally be lifeless. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And there's, I mean, there's a show on Netflix called Altered Carbon, and it's not the best show, but there's the conversation between the woman, and it's like you, there's like a disc you slip out and slip in, so you can like put upload your consciousness into different mm-hmm. bodies. But the one, the woman's mom is a, she doesn't want to do that. She's like, I just want to, I just want to die. It's my time to Mm. die. And she can't, you know, there's the ongoing debate of why would you want to die? Like you cannot understand why you'd want to do that. Um, When, when it's just like, okay, there's a, they're viewed as like the obtuse obstructionist lacking progressive, but then there's also viewed as the, they're content with who they are. They're, they don't want to, I mean, when it's time to go, it's time to go. And so that's the. I think that's the the other element of we trust God, we trust God's sovereignty, and how do we live like that? Yep. Um, and we don't need to infinitely enhance ourselves and, right. for our own good. So yeah, so good. So uh, we're trying to do shorter episodes in these ones, so we're we're doing pretty good. So yeah. that's that's tr- that's your second part of transhumanism. There you go. That's the we started with morphological freedom, with the freedom to change. This is the next l- step or stage is augmented reality with the inter the mediation of technology with reality. And so um, the next one, next episode is stage number three and part number three, and that is um, the uploading of consciousness essentially, and mm-hmm. so essentially transcending yeah. the reality and the the physical human condition, like. It, literally escaping escaping yes and yeah. you may be a transhumanist if you are quote-unquote uploading your consciousness uh, <laughs> online via your social media apps because that is or your your shopping habits every time you put in your shoppers club card at Wegmans to get that little discount uh, you're actually uploading your quote-unquote consciousness Ooh. to it so um, so we'll talk about now. that yeah so maybe you again you too you may be a transhumanist and you may not know it but now we'll do a personal preferences and we're going to, again, we're going to embrace the, if we were embracing the augmented reality. It's so ironic that we do it this way. I know. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, we have to identify our own it's, ways yeah, in yeah. which we could slip into this. Right. Uh, it's so introspective. Yeah. And it's, um, what would you filter out of your reality 
or filter in. We could build in, build out or build in in your mm. reality if you could kind of engage uh, an augmented reality. Yeah, it's amazing how long that I drew a blank on this one, Yon. Um, uh, I think for other people, I mean, I might be overthinking this, but for other people, what comes to mind is I would filter out human tra- human trafficking, abuse. Um, you know, that would include, of course, um, it would include uh, abortion. Um, and then for me personally, I would probably filter out personal risk and failure. How is that I, a thing? Is how, that a thing? <laughs> how or, would, how or, would augmented reality allow you to do that? I don't know. It's not my job to come up with what, how powerful this technology <laughs> is. Um, so like I said, I may be overthinking it, but um, I guess it would mean that I would filter out, um, you know how you're playing a video game and your your turn ends, you, you die or you, mm-hmm. yeah, I would filter that out. Oh, okay. I'm always I'm like um, I'm like um, guy, real yes, guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just keep winning and winning that and winning. Would be nice. Um, so that's that's um, I think philosophically that's what I would do. But in reality, I have no idea what I would filter out. I mean, if I lived in a big city, it would be so easy. I just filter out traffic sitting in a in a. If I were a person who was driving for a living, I'd, I'd filter out lines and waiting. Mm. Um, but to me, that seemed like that's just so easy to answer that way. What yeah. about you? Um, what would I, what would I filter out? We, I probably should have thought about this before I even you started dummy. talking. You dummy. Um, I would, I would, <clears throat> st- stupid people. <laughs> that's just a ridiculous you statement. You're so self-righteous. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, um, I mean. I can't think of them. I'm just driving around walking. I mean, I, oh, here's here's one thing. I would filter out and I would I would purge from existence pharmaceutical advertisements. Ooh. <laughs> Every time I'm watching YouTube, I'm like, oh. I, I'm getting all these yep. ads for sur- plaque psoriasis yep. or for, I it's mean, for HIV, living with HIV. And I'm like, yeah. none of, I, it's, a, it, it's just nonstop. I and I don't know what algorithm tells them that I'm the person. I know. All I, I watch, yeah, thing. I'm watching like, some kids' videos for my kids. I'm yeah. watching some other stuff. I, I mean, like, what is... Thing. I watch, like, what I literally don't watch any TV anymore. Occasionally, I'll watch a show or maybe a, something that's on demand, right? Yeah. And every now and then, I get kind of trapped in a setting where the TV's on and someone's watching something, or I have to watch something like a, maybe a football yeah. game or mm-hmm. whatever. And every time it gets to the commercial part... I mean, I've literally purged commercials yeah. for my life. When the commercial happens, I feel like I'm being mugged. Yeah. I feel like I am being... Yeah. Someone's stealing something from me because my eyes have to watch the pharmaceutical commercial yeah. or whatever. Isn't that crazy? Yep. So pharmaceutical... There you go. That's good. I the that's, same that's people good. who are trying to augment our reality through pharmaceuticals. I might filter out local commercials. Yeah, that's a hard one. Homemade local commercials. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So there you go. Um, hopefully you had your Google glasses on because if you didn't, this experience is not <laughs> nearly as enhanced as it could have been. That's true. So thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Go like, subscribe, tell your friends, and we'll see you next time for part three of Uploading Your Consciousness. Thanks so much for checking out the Salted Podcast. You can find other episodes and topics on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure you click follow so you'll get notifications whenever new episodes come out. Thanks for listening.